0: News. It's one o'clock, I'm Kenny Hodgart. The headlines this lunchtime. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority says 200 global financial leaders will attend a summit to be held in the SAR on November 2nd. Education sector lawmaker Chu Kwok-Kung calls for measures to counter the impact of falling student numbers and the government is to start offering free flu shots at COVID community vaccination centres to residents who are 50 or over. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority says 200 global financial leaders will attend a summit to be held in the SAR on November 2nd. The authority's chief executive, Eddie Yu, said the participants are from over 100 major institutions, including banks and securities firms, as well as private equity and venture capital firms. He noted that COVID-related travel restrictions had made it difficult for business travellers to visit Hong Kong for almost three years. He said that with travel restrictions easing, the authority had decided to make the summit a physical event so that financial leaders can take the opportunity to meet their staff and clients in person and establish new relationships. A counsellor says people seeking treatment for gambling addiction at his centre are getting younger and racking up bigger debts. Godfrey Ipp from the Zion Social Service says during the pandemic there's been a shift to gambling online where it's easier to bet and borrow money. He also says that about half of the people seeking help at his centre are aged 39 or below. The
1: gambling trend we consider probably has made both betting and boring easier in general, especially for the younger generation. And adding the token effect of betting with numbers on the screen instead of cold hard cash, this probably means a shorter time for things to get out of hand. On the other hand, because for on the side of counting treatments, because of the social distancing requirements, we have to do more online counselling which is harder for both counsellors and the clients.
0: The government is to start offering free flu shots at COVID community vaccination centres to residents who are 50 or over. Officials say the community's overall immunity against influenza is relatively low because there hasn't been much seasonal flu activity since February 2020. The new service begins on the 6th of October. Overseas, Norway says it's deploying its military to protect oil and gas installations following the apparent sabotage of gas pipelines in Swedish and Danish waters in the Baltic Sea. The Norwegian Prime Minister, Eunice Garstirra, said there were no concrete indications of direct threats to Norway but security would be boosted, the BBC's James Landale reports. Norway, Europe's largest gas supplier, is taking no chances. Its prime minister said he was deploying military forces to protect the country's oil and gas installations against sabotage on land and at sea. Denmark's defence minister said it could take a week or two before the waters were calm enough for any investigation to begin. And German security agencies reportedly said the pipelines could be left permanently unusable by saltwater corrosion. Most European leaders are reluctant to blame Russia overtly before the facts are established. The United States has announced another $1.1 billion package of military aid for Ukraine. The funding is for contracts with suppliers rather than immediate delivery from U.S. stockpiles. Here's here's President Biden's spokeswoman, Karine Jean-Pierre.
2: This includes 18 new high-mobility artillery rocket system and also known as HIMARS, which Ukraine has used so effectively on the battlefield. It also includes hundreds of armored vehicles, radars, and counter-drone systems. We will not be deterred from supporting Ukraine. We will continue to stand with the Ukrainian people and provide them with the security assistance they need to defend themselves for as long as it takes.
0: The Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, has accused protesters of misusing the death of Massa Amini to cause riots. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. In his speech,
1: President Raisi said that the death of Masa Amini, which triggered the protests, had saddened everyone and was being investigated with transparency. But he said that Iran's red line was when people's lives or property were endangered, which he suggested that those who'd taken to the streets were doing. He said that chaos would not be allowed. Mr Raisi's audience was not the protesters, who've already made clear that they've lost all faith in Iran's leaders. Instead, he was trying to appeal to those who support the government or fear further instability by portraying people on the streets as choosing to riot rather than presenting their demands through other means.
0: An Indian Islamist organisation says it's disbanding and has asked its members to cease their activities following the imposition of a five-year ban by the government. The leaders of the Popular Front of India, or PFI, said as law-abiding citizens, members would accept the government's decision, but they insisted the group had only been working for the underprivileged and marginalised sections of society. Nicaragua has declared the European Union's ambassador to the country persona non grata and ordered her expulsion from the country. It comes after a speech at the UN criticising the Nicaraguan president, Daniel Ortega, for undermining democracy. In an election last year, numerous opposition presidential candidates, critics and journalists were jailed or forced into exile by the Ortega government. The BBC's Will Grant reports. President Ortega and his wife, the Vice President Rosario Murillo, have been in open conflict with anyone critical of their rule for several years now, whether they be opposition politicians, journalists or diplomats. Now, the EU's ambassador, Bettina Mushied is the latest to be forced out for voicing criticism of the Ortega government. Declared persona non grata, her expulsion was ordered following a speech by the EU delegation to the United Nations this week, in which it called upon President Ortega to restore democracy to the Central American nation. Hurricane Ian has been battering the US state of Florida with powerful winds and a huge storm surge that has flooded communities along the southwest coast. Video footage from the cities of Naples and Fort Myers showed floodwaters, sleeping away cars and swamping houses. More than 1.5 million people are without electricity. The White House spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, said the federal government was ready to help.
2: This administration is ready to help the people of Florida in every way possible. We will be there to help Florida rebuild and recover. We are committed to seeing this through. President Biden spoke with Governor DeSantis, as well as Tampa Bay area mayors, to discuss the steps the federal government is taking.
0: One of the last main suspects in the 1994 Rwandan genocide is due to go on trial at the UN tribunal in The Hague. Felicien Kabuga is charged with genocide and crimes against humanity for his alleged role in the slaughter of about 800,000 people, most of them ethnic Tutsis. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan.
2: For decades he was among the world's most wanted fugitives. Prosecutors say Felician Kabuga controlled a radio station which broadcast hateful messages describing Tutsis as cockroaches and encouraging ethnic Hutus to kill them. Once one of Rwanda's richest men, he's also accused of funding the militia groups and distributing machetes. The UN says 800,000 people were murdered in a 100-day rampage that devastated the Central African nation and shook the international community.
0: Mr. Kibbaga, who is in his late 80s, has pleaded not guilty. The American rapper Coolio has died in Los Los Angeles at the age of 59. Coolio, whose real name was artist Leon Ivy Jr., was a leading figure in the West Coast rap scene of the 1990s. He had a string of hits, including Gangsta's Paradise, which topped the US charts and won him a Grammy. In finance, the Bank of England has intervened to ease the financial market volatility sparked by the tax-cutting mini-budget announced by the Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, on Friday. The bank said it would temporarily buy government bonds. The International Monetary Fund has warned that Mr Kwarteng's plans could stoke inflation and increase inequality. The BBC's Mark Ashdown has more details.
1: Well, it's buying bonds. Now, just to explain what a bond is, uh, it's offered by the government in order to borrow money, really. So they will offer someone or an institution a bond. Uh, They take out a bond, the buyer, over two years, five years, 10 years, 30 years, and there's a level of risk attached to that, obviously. So the return on that, or a yield, you'll hear it called, um, the lower rate, the more confident there is in the UK economy, that there's not going to be a problem in five, ten years' time, and the government suddenly won't be able to pay that back. Uh, so the rates have been sort of 0.5%. These aren't particularly attractive financial instruments. People take them because they're safe as houses, really. But because of all these issues we just touched on, uh, the uh, yield rose to 4%. Basically, people would get 4% back for taking out a government bond. In other words, you're saying, this is quite a high-risk thing to do. We'll give you more money. So now the bankers said, well, we'll start buying these bonds. And what that'll do, really, is to hopefully bring that, bring that percentage price down. again. So already today, the yield on uh, 30-year bonds has gone from 5% down to 4%. That's quite a big move, really. That's a fifth. So it's gone down, so already it's started to sort of stabilise things.
0: Hong Kong stocks rallied this morning as bargain buyers stepped in following a series of hefty losses, while sentiment was also buoyed by the Bank of England's intervention. After tumbling more than 3% yesterday, the Hang Seng was up 1.25% to 17570 5, The Shanghai Composite Index added 0.74%, while the Shenzhen Composite Index climbed 1.04%. The makers of a drug designed to slow the progress of Alzheimer's disease say it has shown positive results in a late-phase clinical trial. The drug removes toxic proteins that build up in the brains of people with the disease. Susan Kulas from Alzheimer's Research UK says it's an exciting development.
2: This is the first
0: drug that we've seen show that it can slow cognitive decline in people with mild cognitive impairment and early stage Alzheimer's disease. And that's why it's such a historic moment for dementia research, because it's the first time we've shown that if you remove a protein in the brain uh, called amyloid, you can actually slow cognitive
2: decline and make a difference in in people's day-to-day lives.
0: In sport, New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge blasted his 61st home run of the season to equal the legendary Roger Maris's long-standing American League record. Judge, who has been motoring towards Maris's record all season, had been stuck on 60 home runs after failing to homer in seven straight games and 33 at-bats but the 30-year-old power hitter ended his drought in spectacular fashion, crushing a 394-foot two-run homer on a 3-2 count from Toronto pitcher Tim Maidza in the seventh inning to give New York a five-free lead. Judges' record equalling blast brought the Rogers Centre crowd to its feet for a rousing ovation as Yankees players gathered at home plate to congratulate the right fielder as he rounded the bases. Pakistan's cricketers have taken a 3-2 lead in their T20 series against England after winning by six runs in a low-scoring match in Lahore. Chasing 146 to win, England collapsed to 31 for three in just five overs. Moeen Ali has been England's stand-in captain throughout the series.
1: When you're playing international cricket, there's pressure all the time. Pressure on your own performance as a captain, all these kind of things. And it'd be great to see how we react in the next two games. And we know we have to play well against a very good Pakistan team. And I keep saying, I know they get a lot of criticism, but they're a very good team. I think going into a World Cup, when you have must-win games, is really good for a team. So now it's like being in a semi-final, quarter final where you have to win to stay in. And I think it's going to be really good for us. And we'll see where the boys are at.
0: In another T20 series ahead of next month's World Cup, the Tourists India took Game 1 against South Africa by eight wickets. The hosts managed just 106 for eight in their 20 overs before India caught up with three overs to spare. KL Rahul and Surya Kumar Yadav both finished unbeaten for India after reaching half centuries. Denmark's national team has unveiled a World Cup shirt that criticises Qatar's human rights record, the BBC's Adam Samuel reports.
1: Denmark will wear toned down shirts for the World Cup to protest against host nation Qatar's human rights record and its treatment of migrant workers. Kit provider Hummel has also designed a third all black kit to represent the colour of mourning. Hummel said it doesn't wish to be visible in a tournament that it claims has cost thousands of migrant lives. Qatari officials, though, continue to maintain that the actual total figure of deaths is 37.
0: Rory McIlroy has called on Live Golfers to take a leading role in mending the fractured relationship between the sports rival Tours. Since the new series launched in June, tensions have been high between Live and the established PGA and European Tours. Three three players and Live Golf are also proceeding with a lawsuit filed against the PGA Tour over its decision to suspend players who play on the new Live series. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with showers and a few squally thunderstorms. The maximum temperature will be around 30 degrees, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook: sunny intervals and a few showers in the next couple of days. It'll be generally fine into next week. The current temperature is 29 degrees with relative humidity of 78%. And that's the news from RTHK.
2: The Brew, with
1: Phil Whelan, on Radio 3. Memories follow me left and right I can feel you over here, I can feel you over here You take up every corner of my mind What you gonna do now? Every corner of
2: my mind what you Your stays with me day and night I can feel you, I can feel you You take up every corner of my mind What you gonna now
1: I can feel you, I can feel take up every corner of my mind What you now
2: Charlie
0: Booth, young cook of BTS, of course, yeah And left and right, good afternoon, Thursday one and a bit anyway off to singapore in just a little while to catch up with chef neil tomes he'll be on facebook live as always for about 20 minutes start to finish recipe he's got a rotisserie chicken on the go in his tandoor as we speak and he's going to show you a couple of things to do with that and perhaps how to do it as well right now it's the knox <music>